Hello and welcome to Hoops and Dingers podcast. I'm your host, John Strangelo. Alongside me is Tyler Sumner. What's up, guys? How you doing today? And Alex Green. Hello, guys. Today we'll be discussing our takeaways from the NBA restart, our takeaways from the MLB, and the Ben Simmons injury and how that'll affect the 76ers. So, let's start with the NBA. Raptors, I feel like are being slept on in the East. I feel like they're being forgotten about. They're 2-0 and against the Lakers this season, who everyone is, a lot of people are having as their pick to win the finals. They beat them the first time by 9, and they beat them the other day by 15. They're the second seed in the East, and they're the only undefeated team in the East in seeding games. Also, six players averaging over double digits. I feel like they're forgotten about in the East because they don't have a star, like, they had Kawhi Leonard last year, but Siakam and Lowry and Fred Van Vliet are leading the charge, and these guys all know how to win. They have playoff experience from last year, and I feel like they'll really be able to make some noise in the playoffs and hopefully maybe even get into the finals again. You make a good point there, John. I'm going to stick with the East and uh, talk about another team, uh, possibly the team that has the team that has possibly had the uh, best player since, you know, the NBA has restarted back down in Orlando, and that's uh, the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers have T.J. Warren, who you look at what he's done since the restart. He has averaged 33.8 points per game, which is tied for the lead with James Harden. Tied for the lead. Just think about that for a minute. T.J. Warren, tied for the lead in points per game with James Harden. I mean, did you ever think you would hear, like, did you ever think that would happen in your lifetime? No, not a chance. I mean, you look at what T.J. Warren has done. He's in Orlando in the bubble. He's shooting 58.7% from the field and 53.6% from three, both of which are outstanding, outstanding numbers. And you look at what he's done specifically in those four games. Uh, the first game, he had 53 points. Second game, he had 34 points and 11 rebounds, which is a double-double and a win. Uh, third game, he had 32 points. In the fourth game, while it was a loss, he had 16 points and 11 rebounds, which is still a decent stat line. He still added double-double. So T.J. Warren has been playing outstanding. And, you know, the Pacers are 3-1 and one since the restart. Uh, you know, they've been without Oladipo and Sabonis, you know, since the restart. And, you know, look at who they beat. They beat the 76ers, which is a good win. But the other two wins are the Wizards and the Magic. When like, you can be like, ah, those are not the best teams, you know. But still, I mean, and the Pacers, you know, none of their stats really jump off the page at you as, like, being outstanding. But... You know, they've been average. You know, they're in, they make among – they're, you know, in the top 15 for offensive rating since the restart. You know, and they're in the top 10 in defensive rating since the restart. So, they're third in field goal percentage since the restart. And they have the top assist-to-turnover ratio since the restart. So, the Pacers, I think, have a really outside chance at making a deep run in the playoffs. Underrated – could definitely win a series or two outside chance at making a deep run. Tyler, what's your takeaway? You know, Alex, before I get to my takeaway, let me ask you a question. With T.J. Warren being such a proficient and prolific scorer so far, being compared to James Harden in the bubble, how far do you think the Pacers could make it in the playoffs? Do you think they have enough power to get past the first round? Um, yes, I think they do. Um, you know, while they'll be without Oladipo and some bonus, you know, we don't know when they're going to return or if they're going to return. Um, I think if T.J. Warren continues to play the way he's been playing so far, the Pacers could definitely easily win a series that first round because they're the five seed right now. They go up against the Heat. I think 
that would be a pretty good series, but I think they could win that. Um, I think they have an outside chance at making winning two or three series. I don't think they're going to make it to the NBA Finals, and no one really does. But I think they have an outside chance that they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals based on the way T.J. Warren has been playing so far. Yeah, I, I completely 100% agree with you. Now, my takeaway would definitely have to be the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, this is a team that I strongly believe has an has the young in John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, that being said, Jaron Jackson Jr. went down and tore his left meniscus, which is so unfortunate. But now we get to truly see if Jaws built for the big leagues in big moments. You know, this is a huge moment because if he wants to keep that eighth seed away from teams like the Portland Trailblazers with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, or even the Phoenix Suns, who are four and zero in the playoff in the bubble right now, you know, I think the Grizzlies really need to get it done because they've lost four straight. And I think tonight, if they beat the Thunder, this will give them a momentum booster. Yeah, that's true. And Tyler, do you think that Jaw will be able to uh, live up to the big moments that he needs to be? Be that guy. Um, definitely, you know, um, coming out of that draft class last year with the likes of Zion and RJ Barrett, who really hasn't made a lot of noise in New York, but that's the Knicks. I really think Jaws built for this moment because he's in Memphis. Mike Conley's not there anymore. He gets to take over that team, you know, and to say that he's going to win rookie of the year over Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, a guy who's been compared to this generation's LeBron James is something crazy. All right, those were our NBA takeaways. We'll be back in 60 seconds with our MLB takeaways. And we are back on Hoops and Dingers and we just discussed our ML- NBA takeaways, and now we'll be discussing our MLB takeaways. I'm going to start with a team that I feel like is underperforming, and that is the Houston Astros. They made it to the World Series last year, and this year they are hitting 253 as a team. They have a 6-6 six and six record so far in this start. George Springer is only hitting 182. And only has a 321 on base percentage and only has eight hits this whole season. Jose Altuve, who's known for having a high batting average and getting on base and creating runs, he's hitting 192 and he has a 288 OBP. And Alex Bregman, he's only hitting 235, 328 OBP, and only has 12 hits. All three of these star players are hitting under 240. And they need to step it up because their pitching staff isn't going to help them like it did years before if their hitting wasn't great. They had Granke, they had Cole, and they had Verlander. Now you're lost Cole to the Yankees, you lost Verlander to an injury, and you have a 4-3-9 ERA, and you're tied for eighth in the MLB in hits allowed. They're only up one and a half games on the Angels, and they're four and six in their last ten, and they lost two straight to Arizona. I, I think that to be able to make a run – in this playoffs, their hitting needs to step up. I have to agree with you, John. Um, I sort of see the Astros right now as a very similar team to the Boston Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox, their pitching is bad. I mean, let's face it, bad. Um, you know, and they have to rely on that lineup, which, frankly, 
hasn't stepped up so far. And then you, it's a similar, very similar situation with the average. You know, they lost Verlander. They lost Cole. So, you know, the Astros really don't have any pitching right now. And that lineup has to step up. And like you said, you know, guys like Altuve and Bregman and Springer aren't stepping up. You know, they're not playing to their full potential. Um, I'm gonna actually going to stay in the AL now, but I'm going to talk about a team that's been performing to their expectations and possibly exceeding, and that's the New York Yankees. Uh, completely opposite spectrum of the realm than the Astros. Uh, the Yankees are 9-3, and three, which is tied for the second-best record in MLB, behind only the Twins. And, and you talked about guys who are off to a cold start. I mean, I'm going to completely flip the switch. Aaron Judge has gotten off to a scorching, scorching hot start. I mean, yeah, he, he really has. He at least can home runs with seven in just 11, 12 games. And he at least can slugging percentage with, at 837. 837 slugging percentage in like 12 games is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the Yankees overall have been very good at hitting. You know, they lead the league in slugging percentage as a team at 481. You know, they rank fifth in on-base, on-base percentage at 335. They're fourth in team average at 257. The one weakness I have with the Yankees, though, is their pitching. And more specifically, their starting pitching. You know, because the bullpen has been great. You know, they're tied for lead in saves, the Yankees' bullpen is, with six. And then, you know, in the bullpen, they've had six pitchers who have a 0.00 ERA. So their bullpen is fine. They have one of the best bullpens in the MLB, I think you could say, as of now. But their starting pitching, besides Garrett Cole, hasn't really done anything. You know, they have a team ERA of 4.32 total, which is, you know, 15th in the MLB. That's not very good. So I think if the Yankees really want to solidify themselves as a World Series, like make it so they guaranteed World Series win, they have to improve their starting pitching. Tyler, what's your takeaway? You know, Alex, mentioning teams being best and like with the Yankees being 9-3 and three behind the Twins, I think another team that you're forgetting about there is out west in the NL West, and that's the Colorado Rockies. I mean, this team, let me tell you, it's been very exciting. To watch this Rockies team with Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman. And Coors Field, yes, it may be a hitter's park. But let's not forget, the Rockies, you know, their batting average as a team is .266, which is phenomenal. You know, I really think the Rockies can make a splash in the postseason. I really even think that they could go to the World Series and face the Yankees. You know, but it's going to have to be decided and see if they can get there and this young team can really do something, you know, Nolan Arenado, great batter, probably in my eyes, the best third baseman in all of baseball right now, you know, but we'll definitely see what the Rockets can do in the playoffs and definitely see what they can do. Tyler, um, you mentioned how young the Rockets are. Um, I have a question for you with since they're so inexperienced, Come playoff times, the Rockies are in the playoffs. How realistically, how far do you think they'll be able to go? I mean, you have you know, guys like David Dahl, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, even who's young. So, I mean, really, the last time the Rockies were relevant in the postseason was 2007 when they made it to the World Series. But besides that, they haven't really made it there. So, realistically, how far do you think the Rockies will go? If they make you know, the Alex, I want to connect this back to 2018 with the Red Sox. You know, another young team that had a phenomenal season and even brought a championship to Boston that year. You know, I think the Rockies can definitely do it. They definitely have the power. They have the speed. Pitching, they lack a little. But a lot of teams are lacking pitching right now. You know, you look at the Red Sox. You look at the Yankees. You know, you look at even, as John said, the Astros. You know, I really think that the 
Rockies will make it to the ALCS. We will see. With that, they do have a young team, but we'll be able to see every step of the way here. Uh, in 60 seconds, we'll be back with our take on Ben Simmons' injury. And we are back on Hoops and Dingers. We just went over our MLB takeaways. And now we will be talking about Ben Simmons' injury and how it will affect the Sixers. Alex, I'll direct this question towards you. How will this affect the 76ers' playoff hopes and their performances in the playoff? Um, I mean, I think it will affect them in a big way. Um, you know, the Sixers are the sixth seed right now. And, you know, they're really, they were really a team that was hoping they could, you know, move up with these seeding games. Um, ben Simmons is averaging 11.7 points per game since the restart. And with, you know, with Ben Simmons being out, that's 11.7 points that's going to have to be made up by someone else on the team. So I think it, I don't think the Sixers will fall anywhere from the sixth seed. If anything, they'll fall down to the seventh seed, maybe. But it really hurts their chances in terms of, I think, moving up which is what they wanted to do to avoid facing a team like Boston in the first round, who they haven't really had success with in the playoffs against. So I think they'll stay right where they are to succeed, but it'll hurt their chances to move up. That's Tyler. a great point there. Yeah. You know, Ben Simmons, let me tell you, this guy's 6'10", 240, first round draft pick, first pick overall. And for this injury to happen now in the prime of his career, with a partially dislocated kneecap, with such a tall Philadelphia team, and a, overall a great defensive team in the NBA. You know, it's very unfortunate for the Sixers. Um, I really think this is an opportunity for Joel Embiid to make his case and say, I belong in Philly. This is my team. You know, Josh Richardson, another one who needs to make his statement known. And I really think that with being said – this is a question where you got to ask if the Sixers don't do well in the playoffs, are they going to look to trade Ben Simmons? You know, John, That's do you very... want to elaborate on that a little bit? It's a possibility. Uh, it really is. Um, I feel like that if Embiid can lead this Sixers team and overperform, because I don't think many people think that they'll do well in the playoffs right now, considering what seed they are and considering that they just lost Ben Simmons. Arguably their best or second best player, whatever way you look at it. But with that being said, Embiid, if he can lead them, you might look at trading Simmons. You could look at the team chemistry being off because that's a team that has had talent. They had they had Jimmy Butler last year, along and they have Tobias Harris now, but they haven't made it far in the playoffs. So you could look at a team chemistry being the issue, and if they do well with Simmons riding the bench and being injured. I might, if I'm the Phillies, uh, if I'm in Philly, I might look to send him away. Alex, Tyler, you Tyler, you talked about a uh, Ben Simmons height being him being six ten. Um, I think another big uh, aspect of Ben Simmons' game and the Sixers' game that is overlooked, um, you know, with Ben Simmons being out, is their switchability and their versatility on defense. You know, they can really switch 
any position really. Ben Simmons could go anywhere from like the point guard down to the like small forward, power forward, even because he's six ten. So you know, this that height and that versatility on defense for Ben Simmons and the Seventy Sixers team will be a big loss for them as well. You know, I agree with you one hundred percent, Alex. And you gotta wonder if Philly tries to trade away Ben Simmons with this free agency season coming up. There's one big name in that market who could be going to a lot of teams that people won't see. You think the, you think the Sixers could trade away Ben Simmons for Giannis? I don't know. I I feel like I feel like that's a little bit a little bit of a stretch. That I feel like I feel like they wouldn't be able to um, hold him. First off, um, I feel like he will if anywhere he'll stay in Milwaukee. But uh, you two, I'll ask this question to both of you. Who is going to step up for the Sixers team? Who's going to get the ball more and who's going to lead the charge here? I think Embiid, to answer your question, I think Embiid. Um, with, with Simmons on the court, Embiid is very limited since Ben Simmons does not have the capability to stretch the floor as uh, other guards do. So I think it'll be Embiid because that, that lane will be cleared for him and he'll just be able to get the ball and go to work in the post, which is what he likes to do. Yeah, you know... To elaborate on that a little more, I think Embiid's always been a leader. But to me, I think somebody that could step up is two people. I think Josh Richardson and, believe it or not, the young rookie for the Sixers, Matisse Thibel. You know, because Thibel's a great defensive player. I mean, he's leading the rookies in steals this season. So, this Philly team should definitely be interesting and... uh yeah, we'll see where it goes with Ben Simmons, and hopefully he can get better soon. Yeah, and if if they do fall at all, do you think that they have a better shot at facing – if they fall to seven, do you think they have a better chance at getting past the Raptors, or do you think if they stay at six that they have a better shot at getting past the Celtics? Do you see them making past the first round at You all? know, to answer your question, John, I don't think they'll get past the Celtics, you know, because Tatum and Brown and even Kemba, such – hard players to guard because the Sixers are a tall team, which they're not very fast in transition. You know, they can be at times, but I really think that that Celtics team is so well put together with a great head coach and Brad Stevens that the Celtics will knock out the Sixers in my personal belief. But I also think that the Raptors are such a versatile team so young and just Nick Nurse, what a job he's done with that Toronto team. You know, I think that the Raptors or the Celtics, either way, the Sixers don't last in the playoffs past the first round. I have to agree with you, Tyler. I mean, look at looking at recently, the Sixers have not had success against Boston in the playoffs. So if they were to play Boston, I don't see them getting past them. And if they fall, they have to go up against either Milwaukee or Toronto. And I don't like those matchups for the Sixers at all. Because with Toronto, you got Giannis, and with the Raptors, like you said, Tyler, just a deep, versatile team that is the same team as last year and has playoff experience. All right. That was our takeaway on Ben Simmons' injury. We'll be right back in 60 seconds to wrap it up. And we are back on Hoops and Dingers. Today we discussed our takeaways from the NBA restart, our takeaways from the MLB season, and we talked about the Ben Simmons injury and the impact it will have on Philadelphia. I want to thank Alex Green and Tyler Sumner for being here with me. I'm John Mastrangelo as well. 
and I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this has been Hoops and Dingers. We'll be back. Have a nice day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks for coming along. It's been a ride.